Bear Books presents Ending Samsara, written by JW Voice and read by Daisy Ray. Part 1, Chapter 26, A Seafaring Physician Cecilia's hand was shaking violently as she held the receiver. It was difficult to distinguish if it was from fear or rage. Dr Bryant is our consultant. We have a dialysis appointment and we were meeting with him today. How the hell is he not there? I'm really sorry, Mrs D. He just isn't. You keep saying this, but I demand to know why. My baby is dying. Where the hell is my doctor? Mrs D, I apologise, but due to unforeseen circumstances... Don't give me that, C shouted down the phone. Don't give me unforeseen circumstances. I want answers. What's the reason? He'd better be sick or dead. I'm not at liberty to... I swear to God, if you say that to me again, I'm going to come down there and find you. Where is he? I need to speak to him urgently. The receptionist lowered her voice. Look. If I try to explain, will you please calm down? I'm listening. Okay. The receptionist continued to speak at a much quieter volume. I'm not even sure I'm allowed to disclose this to you, but Dr Bryant was on a brief excursion. Unfortunately, he was waylaid and he is still not back in the country. Waylaid how? C didn't know how hearing the real story would benefit her, She was so furious, however, that she thought the truth was owed to her. Okay, the woman said, pausing. Apparently, there was a stowaway on the yacht he was travelling on. For some reason, hearing the word yacht enraged Cecilia even further. Excuse me? she said with discernible venom. Look, I don't know how me telling you this will provide you with any reassurance. But seeing as you're insistent on knowing the reason, please just let me tell you. I've heard from the doctor personally and he informed me of the reason for his absence. He was making the trip back to Florida last night when a young boy was discovered on the boat he was travelling on. His party had to turn back with the stowaway and hand him over to the authorities. It's a very strange and unforeseeable circumstance. Dr Bryant is extremely regretful for not being available but he was unable to return to the hospital today to deal with any of his appointments. Due to the staff shortages, we've been forced to refer you to another consultant at Memorial Hospital, and the dialysis appointment can be undertaken there. They will be able to help you from here on out. C raised her voice. Memorial Hospital? Yes. She listened to the receptionist's instructions and concluded the call with a vicious torrent of disapproval. She then went upstairs to check on Tammy. As she entered the room, C was struck by a strong smell of vomit. She called her name. There was no response. All she could hear were fast and shallow breaths. Baby, are you okay? C immediately started to panic. She threw off Tammy's soiled covers. Her daughter's ankles and the bottom parts of her legs were severely swollen. Mum, I'm scared, Tammy wheezed. Her voice barely a whisper. C calmed her voice despite the doubling of her heart rate. Honey, I'm going to carry you. It might hurt, but I need you to be really brave. Just nod if you can do that. 
Tammy nodded. Please try to relax. Her daughter gave another weak nod. C slid her arms underneath her. The child was so light, lighter than she could ever remember her being. It was as if her bones were filled with air. C carefully carried her daughter down the stairs. Her car keys were thankfully already in her hand and her phone was in her pocket. Without placing Tammy down for a second, she awkwardly pulled open the front door and shut it behind her. When they approached the car, C's arms were aching so badly she thought they might give out. Do you think you can stand? she asked Tammy. Tammy nodded and C lowered her onto her feet. The girl immediately reached out and supported her weight on the rear passenger side of the black SUV. C opened the front door, helped her daughter into the seat and fastened her seatbelt. Frantically typing the address of the new hospital into her phone, she ran around to the driver's side and hopped in, forcing her phone into the holder on the dashboard. The tyres screeched as she powered off the drive. C reached speeds of double the legal limit along the way to the unfamiliar hospital, running three red lights in the process. The last one had been at a busy intersection. Speeding through the stream of traffic and onto the next junction, she barely paid any attention to her rearview mirror and the mild chaos ensuing her. If she had, she'd have noticed a motorcyclist swerving out of the way and toppling off his bike. She raced down busy roads, dangerously overtaking at every opportunity. Eventually, she pulled into the hospital and skidded to a halt just left of the area where the ambulances were arriving. She slammed down the hazard light button before leaping out of her SVU. Ignoring the disgruntled shouts, she lifted Tammy out of her seat. C didn't even bother to shut the car door behind her. Help! she yelled as she raced through the automatic doors with Tammy in her arms. It was not long before someone did. My daughter needs help, she screamed at the top of her voice. This was acknowledged by a doctor. He and an agitated nurse helped Tammy into a wheelchair and another one quickly arrived to admonish C. C ignored her, frantically informing the doctor of her daughter's full name and the new consultant assigned to her. She left Tammy to be carried away by the two professionals and turned to the irate nurse. Mom, you need to move your car. Sorry, C mumbled, completely distant. After moving her car to the appropriate lot, she hurried back inside and asked where her daughter had been taken. Someone will be with you soon, Mrs D, the receptionist informed her. An agonising hour and a half later, she was in a room with her. Tammy was unconscious, adorned with a multitude of wires. Her new specialist arrived soon after and she reluctantly left her daughter's bedside to speak with him. Your daughter is stable for now, Mrs D, Dr Cambala said. She was suffering with something called hyperkalemia, an elevated level of potassium in the blood. This can put extra strain on the heart and she'll need to stay here and rest for a while. For how long? This is unclear. She needs a transplant urgently, doesn't she? The doctor merely nodded. And how likely is that? I can assure you, Mrs D, that tomorrow we'll receive a kidney the second one becomes available. And when will that be? The consultant looked away momentarily. I'm sorry. I think you know I don't have an answer for that. C let out an anguished groan, causing the doctor to break eye contact once more. She choked. Streams of tears involuntarily flowed down her cheeks. Tamara is in the best place she can possibly be right now, the doctor said with a solemn nod. That's not true, 
C responded, wiping her face. The best possible place is at home with a new kidney. And she will be when one comes along. Try and have faith, Mrs. D. Faith, C spat. I'm supposed to get by on faith. Right now, it's all you can do. If you'd like to learn more about JW Voice, the author of this story, pop along to the show notes where you'll find a link to him right there. And as for Bear Books Podcast, we're on all your favourite social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. See you on the next episode. (laughs) 